Greetings, Meatbag. This is the Morning Donut Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And welcome back to another episode of the Morning Donut Podcast, where we talk all things tech and nerd pop culture. This is Carlos. This is Danny. And this is Juan. What's up, guys? How are you doing today? Good. How are you doing? doing? Doing good. Glad to be here. Uh, we are uh, again on video. We tried last week <laughs> and we failed horribly you didn't we didn't fail the the equipment failed we did right so i figured out that the camera that was recording at the time was just juan because it was just you here last week yeah uh had some overheating issues and that's why it kept turning off so if you kept that's because i was too hot yeah that's what it was it's it's because of you you hot (laughs) son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) um so uh, i figured out how to make it work without overheating so now it's not melting internally which is good (laughs) and you guys look great i'm looking at you on camera over here you guys can't see it but i can Hey, you guys look great. Let's zoom in on you guys. Wow. Wow. Look at these stud muffins. All right. Good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How are you guys doing today? Good. Good, good, good. Doing pretty good. How are you? Nice. Nice weather. Nice and sunny today. Finally warming up a little bit. Oh, sorry if that was loud. (laughs) I love this thing, by the way. It's got, it's a little, I went into, I went to Chinatown and I went to one of those bubble tea places. I'm showing you on camera. If you're listening, you have to watch on YouTube. And the bubble tea came in this cool little container mm. that I am recycling and using for water because I like it. Yeah, it's That's nice. Cool. I like it. That is nice. Big fan. <laughs> I like to reuse things. Hey, you got to recycle. You got to. Yeah. What's going on this week? We have like three AI stories. One of them kind of terrifying. Is it mine or yours? The one that I mentioned oh. before. We, yeah, well, okay. actually, all of them kind of are. Yeah. Uh, but there's, <clears throat> yeah, there's one. And uh, we'll probably get into some Ant-Man stuff. And there's a little a little Twitter blurb, that, but you know, some there's more there's more things on fire over there that I kind of wanted to <laughs> just quickly touch on, and then um, I'll tell you guys about my movie experience because I went to that new theater. Yeah, that's <clears throat> I'm waiting to hear about that one. So that that's was quite about. interesting. Um, but yeah, that's that's what we're gonna have going on today. And of course, donut bites at the end. So kick us off with one of the AI stories. I don't know if yours were really scary, but no, they I mean they're not strange. they're not that scary. Well, one of them probably is. But um, I mean, we've been talking about AI before we took our little break, right? All the uh, Chat GPT stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Samsung's coming out with a thing, and it's only in Korea right now. It's called Bixby Text Call Service. Okay, which Text al- Call Service. Yes, got which, it. Which allows you, if you're if you're taking a phone call and say you're in a theater mm-hmm. and you can't answer it, you can type a response, and the ser- the, the service on the phone will answer the call and okay. relay that message with your voice. Wow. Interesting. So it actually does your voice, not just like some... Not some robotic know. or Siri voice or anything like that. That's kind of wild. So it's so almost like the... Train it ahead of time or what? Yeah. Obviously. So it's almost yeah. like the Google one, right? Because doesn't Google have a thing where... I think it'll, Google has something similar. But it doesn't use your voice. It uses like a Google, a voice. Google voice. Yeah. And it says, you know, so-and-so can't... That was the one that they showcased, right. what, maybe a year or two ago at Yeah, it was actually... I think it was a little bit longer. But yeah, it's one of those things that they... And it works. Like if you have, I think it only works on Pixel devices. Yeah. Yeah, so you have to have a pixel and like you can have a, a little automated like call rejection or, or whatever, which yeah. is kind of cool to be honest. Yeah, because I think what they, when they demonstrated it, they call like a salon or something to book an appointment. Yeah, now that was it for outgoing and yeah. like the salon. And that was actually kind of scary too at the time. People were like, oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> just like robot just booked a reservation at a restaurant or something crazy. <laughs> okay, so this one takes it a step further because it's actually your voice. Yes. <clears throat> but so it's not pre-recorded, it's just... Whatever no, you type, it'll say. I it'll think what you do is you read a certain amount, like a paragraph or something, and it records that, and the AI mm, interprets okay. that. And then whenever you type a message to reply back to somebody that's calling you, 
it picks up that call and then it relays that message. Wow. So you got to be quick. So you do. Yeah, I was going to say you have to be really quick. You got to be real quick. You got to say, hey, can't talk right now. I'll call you back later or something. Right. So it picks up, says that response, hangs up, and then it lets you know that it relayed that message. That would be really terrifying is if the person can have the conversation with AIU. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know, chat GPT. Yeah, like your AI picks up the call and oh, yeah. now you're, you know, you can tell it, hey, you know, I can't talk right now. I'm at the mm-hmm. movies just so you know you're talking to my AI. And the person's like, what? And then your AI can be like, yeah, this is an AI. <laughs> you just have like a short little conversation. Yeah. AI Juan. <clears throat> that would be insane. <laughs> that would. Hey, man, that's where we're going. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, we are. I wouldn't be surprised when it happens, right? So it's like, yeah, we expect that would be cool. But I think when it happens, we're like, well, okay. Yeah. And I, th- I think we're, we're getting eased in slowly into th- all this stuff where it's just like, that's going to be normal. <clears throat> yeah. Like, I don't want to talk to you. Talk to my AI. <laughs> yeah. Talk to my, to my, to my assistant, my assistant over here. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. I don't want to take phone calls or anything anymore. That's crazy. That's crazy. Imagine if I can just do it. I just want AI to do my job for me. That's what I want. <laughs> Watch what you wish for. Kidding, right? But I want to still be employed. Yeah. <laughs> like it can't run without you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it needs to still, it needs me to be alive and employed on paper. Otherwise it won't work. <laughs> so, it's your avatar. I don't know exactly. about that. Yeah. You're still a human behind it. Oh man. What a time. What a time. It's a crazy time. All right. There's another one about voice though too that you had. Well, yeah. So when I was researching that one, I found I came across another one that was um, kind of similar, actually. Yeah, it's kind of similar, and I didn't know this until you told me about it. That banks use voice biometrics when you call them. Right. Yeah, and, and that's never, and that's fairly new. And I, by new, I mean like within the past, like I don't know, maybe five, six years or so. Mm-hmm. I think my bank does it. And to your point, you're like, why? I didn't know that. Well, when do you call your bank? Yeah, exactly. I never call them. And if I have to talk to them, it's usually through chat. I'm not calling anyone. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, motherboard, which is a uh, media company they um used ai to clone someone's voice to call their bank mm-hmm. and were successful wow. in the process wow oh so they used a voice model of themselves mm-hmm. or to call the bank and the bank thought it was actually them yep the ai tricked the bank into thinking they were talking to the, the person the, the account holder yeah <laughs> it's calling from your phone number that is and wild yeah, right. Because it, it does do that too. It's like it's coming from your number, and then the voice thing on top. Oh well, yeah, of it. I mean you can you can spoof phone numbers. Sure, that's easy. So yeah, that, that's the you easy can do that part. with an, you can do that with an app. Yeah, literally, it's like I think the app is called Spoof My Number or something like that, and you mm-hmm. just pay like that's creative. <laughs> yeah, literally, it's like the simplest thing. Wow. That's funny. Okay. So yeah, they wow. access their bank account and <laughs> while talking to the bank. Jeez, man, <clears throat> that is absolutely crazy. Okay. Well, I mean, what are you gonna do? <laughs> well like you said i mean who calls the bank anymore right yeah like, like i don't even, think that's something that like most people walks do. into a bank anymore i mean that's there's still, really there's still branches and stuff but wow. the number of branches compared now what? i'm thinking that this worked because the whatever system that banks used now or automated voice recognition mm-hmm. now it's probably a little bit dated because it's... Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know how long they've been doing that. I, yeah. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't even know that they did that. Yeah, it's been around for a little bit. You know, I don't want to say it's been around for like, you know, a decade or something, but it's not necessarily a new thing. Because mm-hmm. I do recall that being a thing. You know, I remember, I think the recording even tells you, you've been validated by your voice and phone number. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I know the phone number. Yeah. Yeah, but the voice, I didn't know. I'm like, cool. Um, but yeah, so to that point, it, it's probably easier to spoof it because it's maybe it's slightly dated. So maybe the banks need to, if they're going to continue that kind of validation or that kind of authentication, they need to 
you know, <laughs> up that security. Because <laughs> yeah. then you can just get into anyone's account that way. What, an SMS code? <laughs> right. <laughs> something, man. Something. <laughs> man, that's crazy. That is crazy. I could just get into your account if your bank has that. I could just spoof your number and then AI <clears throat> generate your voice. It'll, uh, unless it starts asking you a series of questions and yeah. you respond. But then if your AI can respond to questions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, but but then again, you can. Yeah, I guess you can. Well, like, give me your pin code verbally. You say it. And what is your street address where you were? You right. know, the secret. You, know, those secret you got to type all that out. No, if you're if you're, if you're like. Right. But yeah, I would say like you're controlling the AI, you know, like in real time and you have to like type it. Then the AI reads it. Mm-hmm. Be like, why are you so slow to respond? <laughs> Something's wrong with my brain. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not fast enough for you, representative on the phone. I'm now offended. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Well, how about this, though? How would you like AI uh, flying planes for you? Hmm. So uh, let me find this story here because it was quite interesting. Autonomously. Like, there's no one. It's just AI by itself. Right. For the most part, right? So this is, so here it is. So it's, uh, you can add uh, flying a military fighter jet to the list of tasks that AI oh. can accomplish. So AI flew a fighter jet for 17 hours. Unmanned or just? Com- well, there was a person in there for safety, but yes, it was completely unmanned. The person physically inside of the plane just was chilling. just there for safety. What did you do for 17 hours? Well, it wasn't 17 hours straight. It was okay. 17 total hours Loved over hours. 12 flights. Okay. Okay, so... <clears throat> So the Defense Department revealed last week that the artificial intelligence flew a jet similar to an F-16 for 17 hours over 12 flights. A series of flights happened in December at uh, Edwards Air Force Base in California. And they used an experimental plane called the X-62A Vista. That's a very plain sounding name. Yeah. Um, And it did this. It did everything from um, dogfight simulation combat to uh, takeoffs and landings. Wow. So it did everything. Wow. I like them apples. See? You want somebody to take your AI to do your job? There it is. <laughs> and take over our soldiers' Wait till jobs. they test a commercial jet. Yeah. No passengers, obviously, that. but oh, well, no passengers. Yeah. I can see that happening before military stuff because, mm-hmm. you know, a, a passenger plane doesn't require, um, well, I mean, unless there's an emergency, but for the most part, there's no like, you know, split second maneuvers that you're doing on a, on a commercial flight, right? You're basically on a path and that's it. So I don't know, man. And I think if that's the case that ever, that if that is the case, if you ever start seeing AI in like commercial planes, which I don't know how I would feel about that. I don't know if I'd feel better or worse about it. Cause I'm a nervous flyer as it is. As long as there's, as long as there's a, tra- <clears throat> as long as there's a pilot still present. Yeah. There's definitely well, like autopilot. Yeah. Right. I guess. Yeah. Right. It's like autopilot. It's like autopilot when on the, on the car overseas. Yeah. Well, no, on planes, like on long overseas oh, trips. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can kind of put it in autopilot and you just kind of chill for a bit. Yeah, still got a pilot there. Yeah, but as far as the actual takeoff and landing. Yeah, that's a little. I might be okay with that because I, I, there's been times where a landing is either rough or smooth. And I think that's totally dependent on the pilot. <laughs> it's just like sometimes you come in a little hot. But AI and can use the sensors and be a lot more accurate. Probably right? more Reacting. accurate. Exactly. Right. But and at the same time, you still need the person oh, yeah, to kind of you know, oversee if something else is maybe going wrong and then they can take over. But uh, yeah, there to that point, my own personal flying experience, there's inconsistencies in takeoff and landing sometimes, right? Sometimes it feels like, oh, that was, mm-hmm. that was nice. Sometimes like, what the heck? And then sometimes I'm like, is the plane okay? I felt <laughs> like you just hit the ground really hard, my guy. Like what happened? So, you know, <laughs> so it's just, I'm just like, there's, there's been consistency there. Yeah. You, had a, you had a long night, pilot. That's good. 
in the <laughs> are you, were you drinking in the in the atrium over here the terminal oh man so stuff like that right it kind of yeah. freaks me out again i'm a nervous flyer when i'm when i'm flying so i'm just you know i notice when like that was a hard landing <laughs> are the are the wheels okay <laughs> <laughs> so i think in that in that aspect i mean it's human intuition to sometimes play sure. a part i think that's why you need to have people there still yeah. for, yeah. for that reason alone is the intuition part of it is you can kind of feel or see something maybe that the sensors aren't picking up something you can see visually and you can always you can't always rely on sensors the sensors go bad right exactly mm-hmm. sensors like or cameras or anything like that so so i think a combination of the two is it would increase safety well yeah. i agree 100 percent that it should be a combination of the two and again to, to Quan's point that's how it is now right you have autopilots that are already uh there to assist or take over for like long cruises in the air or whatever so yeah yeah i don't know landing and taking off though make it smoother that's all (laughs) you know what i love you know what i wish you know what i wish we can do is that if we can have some kind of um like anesthesia that's like a low level where like i'm just completely asleep for an entire flight and then i'm immediately awake when it lands like like that um i need that like what they use in um, uh, sleeping pills. What was it in Foundation when they were going between planets or galaxies or something? They were they were putting yeah. like in the sleep mode. Or yeah, something? exactly. I need something that. Like that. <laughs> I need that. I need some kind of like quick cryo sleep, but it's only for a flight. And as soon as I, I sit down in my seat on the plane, you're you activate out. it and you're out. And then you turn it off as soon as we as soon as we land and you wake up. Whoa. And I'm just like, wow, we're here. That's amazing. Because it's like if, you, if you've ever been under anesthesia and the reason I use that example is because anesthesia yeah. feels like time travel because you just split second. it's a split second. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're out to your sleep and then you literally wake up in another place the very next second. And then you're just like, what happened? You're like, oh, yeah, you're good. you did great. What? <laughs> it's over. <laughs> How long was that? Six hours. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was two days ago. What? <laughs> so I felt like a second. It, no, yeah, it, it, does. it really it, does it, feel. If you've ever been under anesthesia, that's the way it feels when you wake up. You yeah. are com- you're, it's, it's it's split second. So I need that for traveling. Just put me out because number one, again, nervous flyer. So I'd like to not be awake while I'm in the air. And number two, cut it out. Like who cares? <laughs> like it's a you know even if it's a short two hour three hour flight, just boom, I'm there in a second. Yeah, no more. Oh, man. You don't need a. Food service or drink service. Yeah, yeah. So you actually the the, the airlines save money. They just put everyone asleep. <laughs> you don't need snacks. You don't need nothing. There's no just, arguments, there's no fighting, or exactly. you know, nobody's yelling at people. To put you can put people on. put people asleep before they even get on the plane, yeah. and you just wheel them in, strap them in, and then and then leave them outside. Like, oh, we're at a new airport. That's weird. How did I get here? <laughs> That's the technology I need to see. You flying to Europe every day? Somebody, I mean, be, oh, wow. Imagine a, a flight to like Japan that normally takes that? like 20 hours. You be, you're there in a second. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> and you feel it's like, I feel so rested. Yeah. That's amazing. I just feel so good. So somebody get on that. I'll pay top dollar <laughs> for that flight experience all day, all day. That'd be the new first class right there. How much like to be put under anesthesia during the flight, sir? 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. I'll, be, I'll be the test subject. Yeah, you could sign me up for that. Um, I don't wow. know if I'm crazy. Let me know if I'm crazy. Am I the only one that would love to be put under anesthesia or something anesthesia-like for flights? Just don't go with Juan and make sure he doesn't have a Sharpie in his hand when you go to sleep. Oh, yeah. You wake the, up with a... Uh, you wake up with a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of artwork. <laughs> yeah. The only thing, though, that I would say is it's real anesthesia. You're pretty groggy after you wake up. I mean, you're awake and it felt like a second later, but you're just like, you feel like you can't move. That could also be because you probably had major surgery. Yeah, not the yeah. anesthesia itself. <laughs> it's usually like, oh, why does my throat hurt? Yeah, you got a tube down there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Oh, good times. Uh, Best of times. <laughs> uh, real quick. So this thing, this story on Twitter that I just saw, we weren't even going to talk about it, but I saw it. Um, I don't even know where it is now, but basically it said that Twitter shut down their internal Slack, which if you're unfamiliar with Slack, it's a, you know, commu- it's a communication tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use Slack in my own personal job. I don't know if any of you guys use Slack. Yeah, no. for developers, that's used for communication, for yep. coordination, and just, I mean, there's okay. different tools, but that's the one they use. Yeah, and Slack is great because it's, uh, uh, if you're, if you're, if you work for a big organization and you're trying to find an answer to something, you can just search it in Slack and it'll come up. Even if it's, Slack has something called channels, mm-hmm. where you like, it's like a little group, and you can search groups that you're not even in. So like, say you have a question, but someone else had that same question before, yeah. you can search for it and find it. So it's really, really cool. Um, I think that's actually what Slack stands for. It's like searchable log of all communication and knowledge. I think that's mm. what Slack stands for. It's an acronym. Nice. And I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. And when you start searching for stuff, it really works. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> someone last year had the same problem. Here's how they fixed it. You can just look at their thread. So it's kind of cool. So anyway, Twitter uh, shut that down, apparently. And now apparently no one's working. <laughs> <laughs> Slow death continues. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> What's going on over there, man? Just shut, it's got to be on purpose, right? This this can't. We, I've said this before. This can't just be like. But why? I mean, yeah, all that like money. A, I mean, like a slow if death. I was an investor, but are you an investor him? now? No, well, but I'm I mean, saying if I if I was an investor that helped him raise all that capital to buy right, it, right, right, yeah. I'd be like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, what are you doing? Like literally, what is going on? So, and again, right. like Danny brought it up too. It's like this is a lot. It's not just a, a pet project, right? It's a lot of people involved you know because a lot of people work there you said they just laid off like two thousand more people well, they, they let out laid off more people but now they're only down to a few couple of thousand people that actually work there compared to 7500 when right. he took over wow. and he just took over in november so they've laid off 5500 people mm-hmm. within a few months it's a lot of people is it going to morph into a whole different type of application because i mean i would imagine i can't imagine it's going to go back to what it was with just I mean, you know, all the API integrations gone and everything else that they've done. It's morphing into something. Mm hmm. Wow. Or into nothing. I don't know. <laughs> Probably nothing. I mean, what? Yeah. You mean you got to charge, you got to pay now to get SMS authentication, you know, all the ad revenue that they're losing. Mm-hmm. And you're not sprucing it up to get purchased because no, no one's going to buy Nobody's going to want to buy it now. No one's going right. to buy that. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. And I, and I think to, I don't think it went down. It's like, Took the, I don't think they took Slack away. Apparently, it was down for some kind of release or some kind like of update, some up. kind of routine maintenance. It said, um, but yeah, it said this, like the headline here says uh, Jira. Well, I don't know what Jira is. J I R A. It's like um, it's kind of like Slack, but a, okay, but it has like um, you can I don't write. know if Slack has like a ticketing system or anything like to that. Man- it does to manage, okay. to so manage it's, defects it's, and stuff like that. Yeah, so it has it's similar to okay, Slack. Got it. So yeah, it says Jira went down, Slack's gone, and site performance is degraded. What's next? So that's the little headline here from this article, and it said on Wednesday, Twitter employees had the tech equivalent of a snow day. The company's uh, Slack instance was down for quote unquote routine maintenance, and they were told the company was implementing a deployment freeze as a result. So. Yeah, I guess everyone just took the day off. <laughs> yeah, there's no deployments going on. It's so weird. No enhancements. It's just such a weird thing. So I mean, and it's been pretty stable. I mean, it haven't it hasn't like gone down or people haven't complained right. that they can't log in or post or anything like that. So mm-hmm. it's, it's still running. Sure. Just I nobody mean, nobody's at the wheel. Yeah. It's on autopilot. <laughs> it's on autopilot. <laughs> but eventually it's gotta land. And I think it's gonna come down real hard. Maybe the live version is totally different from what this is working. This, it could be. The, the, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Too much stuff. Garris, what do you want? 
My cat is just standing next to me because he, he wants, wants food. food. You already ate, but <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Um, so that's that's the latest on uh, checking in on on Elon over here. Okay, he wants to be seen. You want to you want to say hi to everybody? Say hi. Oh, you're a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> say hi, Garrett. Say hello. No, no, <laughs> no. He's shy. He's like, <laughs> you want to say hi now? He doesn't meow when you hold him. Only when he's on the floor. <laughs> All right, buddy. Come on. Okay. Sorry about that. All right, so let's talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp. Kind of funny that it still is called Ant-Man and the Wasp because the Wasp was barely in this movie. <laughs> and I don't I, I don't know. I mean, she it's was a, there, obviously. Well, I think it's getting, it's gotten a lot of slack too because it wasn't really like you said Ant-Man and the Wasp. It was more It was more just yeah. Because, I mean, she obviously, Hope Van Dyne is in the movie, mm-hmm. and she's in almost every, not every shot, but she plays a pretty big part of the movie, like, as far as her being there and on screen. But I guess the as far as the outcome, she didn't really have a huge impact, yeah. kind of, because she kind of saves him at the end. We'll talk about it. Um, so it's kind of hit or miss, because sometimes she's not there, but she also was a big part of the ending, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll talk about it. What did you think of the movie overall? I know, Danny, you haven't seen it, but you said yeah. you're cool with... I'm cool with the spoilers, yeah. Talking about spoilers. We are going to get into spoilers because this movie's been out for over a week now. Um, I'll be watching it once it's on stream. Yeah, which is probably in another month or so. Uh, Juan, what did you think? I liked it. <clears throat> I really liked um, Jonathan Major's performance. Man, and, you know, we kind of already saw his performance uh, as far as, uh, you know, a variant of him mm-hmm. in Loki season one, right? So kind of already had a little bit of an idea yeah. of how he was going to play him. And I like the he who remains like that particular character from Loki was very different yes. from what we see in this movie. Yes. So I think it's cool that you, you're going to get to see Jonathan Majors as an actor play all these different variations of Kang. And uh, it's going to be cool. But other thoughts? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I just overall, I, I liked it. And I think I liked it more, like I said last week, because I didn't watch any like uh theory videos right, or right, anything right. like that. So you kind of went in went pretty blind. Pretty blind. And mm-hmm. I think that was made it more enjoyable for me cuz I Yeah. I just didn't have it. like I oh like maybe this is going to happen or that's going to happen or I was expecting this character to come out or anything like that. It was just okay. a fresh right viewing of the movie and for me it was more enjoyable that way and I think that's mm-hmm. why I liked it a lot. That's good. That's good. I know I definitely saw some theory videos like leading up to it. Obviously nothing um talked nothing I didn't watch anything that talked about the movie uh in detail until i saw it of course um but yeah i didn't go in completely blind i did see some some stuff but nothing that was actually it was all before the movie actually mm-hmm. released before anybody saw it so um but yeah i'm with you overall i did enjoy it i thought it was pretty good um it had some pretty good humor yes I thought, the, I thought it was you know funny enough and it did have it wasn't like completely just a comedy show either kind of like, yeah kind of like the first one yeah, I'm right, and it's because you know it's obviously you're, you cast Paul Rudd, who is known to be more of a comedic actor in, mm-hmm. into the role, and you know Ant Man is a uh, is a bit of a you know C level character mm-hmm. in, the, in the grand scheme of of Marvel comics, and this the the, the very first one it, it kind of leaned in on that a lot, which it was good. I, the first one was great, mm-hmm. second one was just okay, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I like this one. I think this is the best of the Ant of the Ant Mans for sure. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it was bigger than I thought it would be because most of the other Ant-Man movies have been on a smaller scale, no pun intended. It's just like there are like less stakes and it's a little yeah. bit more contained. Whereas this one, you go into the quantum realm almost immediately yep. and, the, and mm-hmm. you're there the entire movie, which is cool. So a it's, of, it's kind of, of like, a, yeah, so a yeah. lot of CGI. And I didn't see anything at on first viewing 
that looked bad from a CGI perspective. I, I personally didn't notice anything. I had I had a problem with Modok. He looked a little strange. He looked a little strange. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that was also the point. I don't know if that was Yeah, I don't know but. if it was the point, but yeah, he looked kind of... I think they could have did him a little bit better. Uh-huh. He did look strange. Yeah. <laughs> he did look quite strange. Um, yeah, Modok is played by the the same person from the first Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. I forgot his name. Um, what was his but name? he played he be, the guy that becomes Yellow Jacket. Yep. And Corey, Corey Stoll. Yeah. So if you remember in the first Ant Man, the he is the main villain. He he was a, a I guess a he worked under Hank Pym mm-hmm. and he tried to steal the Pym particles and do you know villain shit and he ended up getting sucked into the quantum realm. So he's been down there this entire time yeah. also, and then we meet him later and he's been turned into Modok by Kang. So he's like he this, saved, kind of saved him, kind of saved him because he obviously he was in bad shape when he got there and all that stuff. So uh, pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I, but yeah, you're right. It's, it is, if you're familiar with what Modok looks like in the comics, he's just like a big floating head with little arms and legs that he kind of floats around. And um, yeah, they his face looked like very stretched, and yeah. you can tell it was it's still the actor, but it just looked really strange. So. Yeah, like the CGI wasn't. I don't yeah. know. it was. It could have been better. But overall, you after a certain point, you just like. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And he had a kind of a, a integral part at the end there mm-hmm. where he kind of has a little redemption. But uh, yeah, I feel like that was probably, you know, one of the weaker points of it was just like that character specifically. Uh, but I wouldn't say weak by in in general either. I think just compared to the rest of the movie. Um, I liked it. Mm-hmm. What did you do? Anything you didn't like? Um, no, not that I can. I mean, besides Modoc. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Poor Modoc. <laughs> No, I mean the after credit scene. I yep. Mean, I mean that that left us wanting more. Well, what, me wanting more. Sure. Yeah. We'll get into that in a second. There was two. There was two credit scenes, two uh, a mid credit and an end credit mm-hmm. all the way at the end, and uh, we'll get into that in a sec here too. But uh, yeah, just to really quickly talk about the movie. Uh, pretty uh, the, the the nothing really was surprising because everything was kind of in the trailer, right? Not like they mm-hmm. told you the whole story. But I don't think there was anything in there that was like super shocker. Anything for you that you were for like, me, oh. well, yeah, because we, we, with the exception of the end credit, I mean, we'll yeah. get to that. But I mean, we've been under the assumption that Kang the Conqueror was going to be the main variant. Yeah. It's going to be the one causing hell everywhere. And he kind of like, I'm assuming, gets sucked into another realm. Yeah. The, At the know, end here. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, okay, well, he's, he's there and, and that part. And I think we were told at some point it would be five, the five main variants that we would see. Right, right. And so, I think he's one of the five. He's one of the five. <clears throat> but he's exiled in he's this He's exiled movie. now. Yeah. And then now he's exiled again, pretty much. Kind of. He's, he got sucked down into an even further... Mm-hmm. I don't, I, well, we don't really know where yeah, he Yeah, we went. don't really know. He, didn't, he doesn't technically die. Yeah, no, he's definitely not dead. Yeah. And that was another thing, too, that <clears throat> a lot of people were complaining that, you know, how could uh, something someone as powerful as Kang be taken out by Ant-Man? Yeah. Which is very fair. But in the movie, it makes sense at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like it was a, uh, like, he beat him hand to hand. Well, like if he, you think about it, then if that was the case, then we wouldn't have a movie. Because then how did, um, what's her face? Jan Van Dyne stop him. Exactly. At the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and again, you have to also understand, too, that Kang, as powerful as he is, doesn't, him, he himself does not have any powers. It's his armor. Mm-hmm. And he's from the future. So his he has very advanced technology that gives him all this stuff, all this, all these abilities. And even in the movie too, which I didn't notice at the time, but they showed it in some of the breakdowns where his armor has like little power levels on it. Mm -hmm. And that towards the end, his level, his power levels were low. 
So another reason why he himself was weakened mm. and was able to actually have a fist fight with Ant-Man, which normally yeah, be destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and, and it's more that, you know, Kang himself is not a super powered person. It's more his technology, similar to Iron Man or anyone else. Right. So, uh, so yeah, I thought that made sense. And cause if you look at it on paper, you're like, there's no way that Ant-Man <laughs> takes out Kang. That's insane. Right. That's like, you know, Ant-Man taking out Thanos or something yeah. like just by himself. Like it's not going to happen. So, uh, but it made, in the movie it didn't seem ridiculous or anything. It kind of made sense. And, he didn't do it by himself. Hope came and kind of helped him out. And, you know, she hit him with something and then he got sucked into the quantum realm even further, further than yeah. where they were. So who knows where the hell he went? Because now he went into a, a, a seemingly smaller portion of the quantum realm or he went all the way through, comes out the other end somewhere. Who the hell knows? Mm-hmm. That's true, too. But uh, his ship is a, is insane because his ship can travel uh, space and time. So he can not only go t- through different times, but also through different realities and, and, um, parallel universes at the same, like it's, his ship is crazy. So that's pretty cool. So the reason he's stuck there, by the way, is because his ship has some kind of peace, right? That I think hope, not hope, uh, Janet, Janet. took and shrunk. Is that what it, is that what yeah. he, yeah, well, she, she, she used a uh, pimp particles on it to yeah. make it bigger. So to, he couldn't use oh, it on to make ship. it bigger. That's what it was. Yeah. So that's why he was stuck down there. So when she was down there for the 30 years that she was there, uh, she used the pin particles to make the core, it was the core of the ship, mm-hmm. something vital to the ship. She made it, he made, she made it bigger so that it couldn't be used. And then obviously she left. She was rescued at some point. So he's been stuck down to this entire time. And during that time, he's obviously created like this whole empire in the huge. Empire. Yeah. Huge. Cause he's <laughs> he has a whole army and there's other factions that were broken off and it's like a whole world down there. It's kind of wild. Um, we see some really interesting creatures which I thought was pretty cool. There's like wild, weird stuff down there. <laughs> Elves. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was good. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I, I like the uh, the different, like the weird, it's almost like like weird Star Wars characters, but yeah. even more weird. So I did enjoy that part of it too. So it's, it's called the multiversal power core. Multiversal power core. Okay, so that's yeah. basically what drives his little chair and ship, ship that he's yep. in. Um, Bill Murray's character was cool. It was kind of short-lived. Yeah, very short. But I mean, you could have put anyone in that role; it yeah. wouldn't have mattered because it was just he's just kind of there. But Bill Murray, he's just yeah. he's Bill Murray, so that was it was. It, what was he there for? Like ten minutes, <laughs> and then he gets eaten by an octopus. <laughs> so it was, was kind of cool. Uh, what else? Anything else? Uh, but before we get jump into the post credit, um, good stuff in the post credit. Two of them. I don't know. I, I, so the end before mm. we get to the credits. Yeah. So like that from from the end sequence of when Kane gets sucked in. Did you feel like everything after that, one of the Kangs is manipulating? Because when I was in the theater and yeah. and the machine broke on the machine broke between the um between Casey and and Ant Man. Okay. Like like you felt like that was it that they were stuck there. At the okay, yeah, zone. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. But then like all of a sudden she's able to bring them back like nothing. Mm, that's do a good. Feel, one, do yeah. you feel like <clears throat> I don't know? I felt like. I don't know if we got cheated out of a an ending where Ant Man and the Wasp are still stuck down there. Yeah, yeah. And then that all could, of a sudden they get brought back right away, and then like somebody's manipulating that. So you thought it would have been better if maybe it was like it would have been harder for them to get out. Yeah, but I don't know. I guess it because I mean everybody in the theater like gasped when that happened when that, mm-hmm. when when you felt like oh shit they're stuck down there now. Right. Because yeah, because the little portal when they were leaving yeah. closed. Um, but I guess the way you explain it is that they've already created the quantum gps i guess right that's mm-hmm. how they got down there down there in the first place so i guess it make it could make sense that 
they were able to just go back and find them because that was the whole point. The whole machine that mm -hmm. Cassie had created was a way to study the quantum realm without having to go into it. So basically it's a way to map it out without having to physically be there. Yeah. So I guess you can explain it that way that like, sure. Yeah. They can go find it because they already in the beginning of the movie established that the thing she created was something that helps you navigate the, the quantum realm without having to go there. So I, so I guess you can say that that's how it was, mm -hmm. but yeah, you're right. It should have been a little bit harder for them to get out. They were just kind of yeah. simply, you know. And I only say that because of like the the sequence after that, where Ant Man's talking to himself, like, right. did we really defeat him? Yeah, did we, did, right. Did we really do this? And like, all he's these, like doubting himself. Yeah, like he's having these different feelings of you know, mm -hmm. and then with the the, uh, the character from the coffee shop or whatever um, knows him now as yeah. Ant Man rather and than then charge him twelve dollars. He charges him twelve dollars. Like his real that reality's changed in a way. Mm. That's true. That could be an interesting, like, maybe there's a reveal that he's not back home, maybe? Yeah. Or okay. in a different... Like, they were taken somewhere else to mm -hmm. a different, you know, parallel universe. That's that's interesting. It could be. Um, I think a lot of people were expecting Ant-Man to die. I kind of was, too. Yeah. I think, people were, I think people were saying that someone will probably die in the MCU and that Ant-Man was probably... Because he does die in the comics. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> and not that they have to stick to that, because they can do mm -hmm. whatever they want, but he does, you know, he does die in the comics, and that's basically what you know, propels Cassie Lang to become uh, the characters that she becomes. She becomes two different characters. I forgot their names. Um, but yeah, so can is that something that can happen? Because that's also, you're already seeing that in this movie too, where Cassie is challenging uh, Ant-Man because he's become complacent in his life of being kind of a celebrity. He goes on book tours mm -hmm. and all this other stuff. And Cassie's like, well, you're not, you're not doing anything with your power now. You're not doing with your uh, your influence. You're not really doing any. There's a lot of people that are struggling. People don't have homes because of the blip and they came back and they're homeless and all this other stuff. And um, and he gets mad and he's like, you know, I saved the world. And everyone's like, oh, did you? <laughs> we didn't know. You should write a book about it <laughs> because all he does is kind of talk about that. Um, so yeah, I can see that happening where they've already kind of set up him or her taking his place as the new like hero because he's kind of like checked out from it. Yeah. Um, but obviously in this case, we see that he he does rise to the occasion in the movie. So, but yeah, that could be, it could be that maybe he is somewhere else and that's why everything's different. And he, he might kick the bucket. He might be, you know what I mean? Who knows? So it's a good point. So good young. He does. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he was cast in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> Cause clearly he doesn't age. Um, any other problems? That's a good one. That's a good one. I wouldn't, I, I, I don't know if it's a plot hole, but it could be something that we just haven't been told yet. Yeah. And that's what I'm thinking. Cause mm -hmm. it just, like and I, I like said, that. Like I, I said, that's the case. I like that. Yeah, because I'm like I said, the entire theater gasped, like, "Oh shit!" And they're stuck down there now. And then a few minutes later, they're back, back right, home. Right. And then all this this whole sequence plays out where he's like, you know, questioning himself: Did we really beat him? It's, right, right. So it's yeah. But I and, and here's the other thing too, though, that I would say to that is it could just be us for the audience wondering if we really beat him, which of course the answer is no. Yeah, we know that Kang is the. And again, there's multiple Kangs, so this one in particular doesn't have to be the the the, the one that we're fighting. Uh, we as the audience, <laughs> <laughs> like everybody stands up. What you Kang? <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, I, I I think that's more to to put doubt in our heads as well. Like, there's no way we took this guy out so easily, mm -hmm. right? Seemingly easily. Um, so we'll see. It's, well, a, it's yeah. a good question. Uh, in the post credit scene, so the very first post credit scene. We are get we are getting introduced to the uh, what do they call it the King uh, Dynasty? Yeah, but the the 
something of Kang's. The variants? The, no, not the variants. It's like oh, a, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? The Council of Kings. Council of Kings. Thank you. Uh, so we get them. There's three of them, and they are basically talking about how they that the, the the exiled one, which is what they're referring to, the king that was in the quantum realm because mm-hmm. he was exiled. That's why he was there in the first place. And that yeah, that they were worried about him being killed. I guess right. That was kind of the whole thing. Yeah. And they were not. Now they're like, okay, what do we do about? Uh, the rest of these Avengers and they're going to be a problem, so on and so forth. Um, but the interesting thing is, you know, who we get introduced to. So the first one is Ramatut, which Ramatut was also teased in uh, Moon Knight. Moon Knight yep. One of the guy, one of the henchmen guys had a little Ramatut symbol on his jacket. Um, so that was a nice little thing that actually comes out. So Ramatut is uh, King's name after he travels back to ancient Egypt and installs himself as a pharaoh. So again, back traveling back around, he does whatever he wants. And then you have the Scarlet Centurion. Uh, who is the name of the of King uh, when he traveled back in time to meet his ancestor, Dr. Doom, and battles the Avengers. So we've got some uh, Fantastic Four tie-ins there. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Kang is a descendant of Reed Richards. Yep. So all Kangs are, I, be, I don't know how they're going to do it in the MCU, but in the comics, all Kangs are Nathaniel Richards, Richards, which is a descendant of Reed Richards from Fantastic Four. So um, there's connections there, of course. And then you have Immortus, who is a, supposedly the oldest one, right? So he's the older version of King, who has uh, amassed a lot of knowledge, and he's involved with the TVA and the Timekeepers. So I wasn't too impressed with Immortus's portrayal. Yeah, how do you think he would? You think he should look a little bit older? Because he looked kind of older, right? <laughs> Actually, when he started talking, I'm like, is that Shaq? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Shaq. Because <clears throat> I mean, it's like, is this imitation of Shaq? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Just. Just the makeup and the way he looked didn't yeah. really do it for me. Mm-hmm. Ramatut, course, yeah. Ramatut looked cool. Yeah. Um, and of course, all three of them are played by Jonathan Majors. Uh, and then we it also cuts to a, a pretty much every single Kane variant being teleported. Thousands. Yeah, being teleported <laughs> into this like arena. And there's like thousands, like literally. It's like a, it's like a coliseum just full of Kangs. And the three of them, are, I guess, are the leaders. And I think one of them asked, like, who did you call? And he said, everyone. He brings them all in. So so I guess that's the King dynasty basically is all of these Kings. And um, I don't know. It's kind of, it's just, I don't know where that's, I mean, obviously we don't know where it's, where that's going to go, but it's just, it can go in so many different, mm-hmm. so many different ways. I mean, and props to Jonathan Majors for having to play all those parts. Yeah. Right. It's going to be great. Like that's, uh, it shows a lot of range for him in playing the same character, but in different ways. So um, that's exciting. And then we get a fourth variation of Kang at the very end of the credit scene, which seems to be like it's going to be a basically a setup for Loki season two. So it's uh, Loki and uh, Morbius um, at some show. What is it like the early 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 nineteen hundreds? And they are at some show of some guy saying that he knows how to figure out the secrets of time or whatever, and it ends up being someone named what is this Victor Victor Timely Victor Timely. Victor Timely, and it ends, and of course, it's another variation of King. It's Jonathan Majors, um, and this is another. Uh, a lot of people are saying too that Victor Timely specifically is the person that influenced uh, Stark, Howard Stark, mm. so Tony Stark's dad, because this is around that time when he was became a scientist and all that stuff, right? Um, so yeah, so that's setting up Loki season two, and that was also pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, because when you don't get to see Loki and Morbius right away, right, right, it's not until he's finished talking and mm-hmm. they pan to them, and it's like wow. Yeah, and then Morbius is like, he doesn't look that terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> and then Loki's like, oh, he is <laughs> a terrible person. <laughs> so um, that was kind of cool. Uh, and it's also, too, showing us how how not 
how relatively speaking not very evil uh he who remains was from loki season one because he was actually he was the one trying to control everything and yeah. trying to keep everything in order he was actually a pretty all right dude and that's why even he said in that show he's like if you think i'm bad you haven't wait till you meet my variants because they're all terrible <laughs> so, <laughs> uh really good stuff i, I enjoyed that Thought it was nice. What's the next one? The next one is Guardians 3. So this year it's Guardians 3 in May, and then uh-huh. the Marvel's in November. And then TV show-wise, we have Secret Invasion, which should be sometime March, April, or May. Okay. And then Loki for wait, this year. Wait, when's Loki coming out? Mid-2020 this year. Mid. Okay, so we, so we don't really know. Oh, May, 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 you should say mid or May? Mid. Mid, so we don't know an exact date We don't date have an yet. exact date yet. Okay. All right. That should be a good one. Yeah. And then, and I'm excited. That was one thing about like all the talk about the movies for phase five anyway yeah. and tv shows it's like there's nothing big mm, or right so yeah, we'll see we'll see what's going on um i'll talk really quickly about my the the movie experience that i had at the theater so mm-hmm. i went to go see this at the Al- excuse me at the alamo draft house which is a new theater to chicago and they've been around for a bit they started in texas hence the name and um they are just uh kind of pride themselves in being a theater where you know, you, you, nothing is supposed to ruin the movie experience for you. And there's, they serve food and there's a bar and things like that. And the theater itself is awesome. It's really cool. It's in Wrigleyville here in Chicago. And it's, uh, have you ever been to Hollywood Boulevard? No, no, there's, no, a, there's, there's a couple of them, right? There's yeah. one in Naperville, another one somewhere else. It's similar <clears> to that where the theater itself is very themed, like very movie themed. It's, it's very, it's very nicely decorated. Um, and the audio visual experience, fantastic. So that's one of the things that they always focus on is, does the movie look good and sound good? Mm-hmm. Uh, the food was insanely good. Like, it's like restaurant food, not just like something you would get at a snack bar and they bring it to you. It's like full food. And the way you order stuff is also interesting, too. You have to write what you want on a piece of paper, and then you hit your call button, and then the waiter comes and just grabs your paper. So that way they don't, you don't have to talk to them. So that way you're, there's no disruptions. <clears throat> you just write and take it or whatever. Um, but our experience was interesting because, <laughs> because we had this, uh, two, this, this drunk couple, uh, behind us. Nice. And like literally, I, literally behind you? Uh, they our were, well, rows. there was a row, there was a big, there was a walking gap in between where I was and the row behind. Okay. So they were, yes, right behind, but there was some space there. And these people were off the chain. It was ridiculous. <laughs> they were fighting number one. Oh my God. <laughs> they were fighting with each other. <laughs> so, and it got to the point where it was actually comical because these two these two people were uh, first they were talking like just like randomly you can hear them I'm like what's going on back there and it's so ironic because number one I haven't had this type of disruption in a movie in a really long time me personally let alone being at a theater where you're not like this is a, a theater that's known for asking you to leave if you're ever talking or on your phone like that's their whole thing that's the Alamo Draft House's whole thing is when the movie starts it's a quiet if you're late they won't even let you in. Like if you're late to the movie, they'll give you a voucher to come back because mm. they they won't they don't want anyone to disrupt. And then here we have these two clowns, <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like fighting. And at one point, they're just like, "Do you even want to be here with me?" Like that kind of fighting. And I'm Jesus. like, "Jesus, man!" <laughs> and they weren't ejected. Well, it took them a while, but yeah, oh. they were. But it's, I'm like, "Come on, man! Can someone come? <laughs> can someone come get these people out of here?" And then the, the guy had like his flashlight on his phone on. Looking for something, I'm like, this is a nightmare. Wow. So it was so obnoxious. It was crazy. So it, again, the irony of the fact that it's this is this the way that this was happening and happening in a type of theater that is not supposed to allow any talking, 
and we get the biggest disruption I've had in a movie in a long time. Obviously not their fault. These people were just, you know, super hammered. And they were thrown out, which was great. And then before, and then when we left, they gave us all little snack yeah. coupons. I was gonna say they should at least give you another voucher to come back to see another movie. Yeah, it was like I think we each got a ten dollar coupon to use for food. So when we come back, you can, which is good. I mean, for if there's two people, that's twenty bucks that you get. Um, so I guess you get compensated in some way. Um, also, too, they didn't bring me my food, like the food that I ordered. They just didn't bring it. Like, and I'm like, where's my food? Never, never got it. And the funny thing is we got other things on that same order that I, when I had my, when I ordered the food, like I got like my drinks from that order, but not the food. Um, so that was kind of weird. So clearly they had the ticket because other stuff came from it. Right. Mm -hmm. But the, my order did not, my food order did not. Um, so they ended up bringing it to me and they gave it to me free, which was cool because it was like a $17 item. Um, and it was insanely delicious. It was like a chicken sandwich. It was super good. Um, so stuff like that, they made it right. So yeah. it was good on that. But it was kind of interesting experience with them forgetting my food and then the crazy drunk couple. <laughs> so was that like at the beginning, the middle? Um, the people talking was like through the from the very beginning. And they were kind of thrown out probably, I don't know, a quarter of in, into the movie. So, okay. you know, but yeah, there was a couple. There's at least one scene in the movie where I probably didn't even register because I was listening to these idiots <laughs> so um i would definitely go back it was an awesome theater it looked and sounded awesome the seats are very comfortable so it was, it was cool nice. but it was just the those two weird things we had drunk people and then we had oh and the funny thing too was we saw those people arguing in front of the theater on the street oh, wow. when we were parking <laughs> jesus we're like oh look because bernie pointed much like look at these crazy people just over here fighting and then they're in our theater <laughs> right? like, what you. are the odds <laughs> and behind you so yeah, and behind them. Interesting experience to say the least, but uh, it was a good time otherwise. Yeah, I would definitely go back check it out if you're ever in the area. It's a cool looking theater. Hopefully you don't get <laughs> you don't get some drunk people in yeah. there with you, and they bring you your food. But um, yeah, that's that. Let's get into some uh, donut bites real quick. We're gonna wrap this bad boy up. Mmm, donuts. All right, Juan. You mentioned you watched something new finally. <laughs> finally. <laughs> Yeah, I watched the first two episodes of uh, The Last of Us. Okay, very good. You liked it. You mm -hmm. liked it. Yep. What'd you think? What's what are the what are the overall? You don't know anything about the. I know nothing about, me, about the, the game, game, right? So maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean it's very true to the game. So honestly, if you did play the game, you'd probably would be pretty impressed with how accurate it is. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was very impressed with like the first episode and how they made you care so much about the characters, especially. Joel's daughter. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which you don't even get that in the game because in the game, the, the the game happens exactly as you as you see it, and you actually play as Joel's daughter in the game, mm. but you still don't spend enough time with that that character in the game to actually care about yeah. it because you know everything happens and it unfolds and then it cuts to just Joel in the future. So uh, yeah, so the movie actually the show is actually doing a better job in some instances with the way it's explaining the story. Uh, same thing in the very beginning of episode one, where they cuts like the 60s and those mm -hmm. scientists talking about the fungus. Like that's not in the game. The game doesn't explain any of that stuff. So the show actually does more than the game even does, which I thought was really cool. Okay. So. Nice. Yeah. Have you seen it, Danny, or you just said you're going to binge I'm, it? I'm at the binge it. I've, I've, I watched the first two episodes. That's it. Oh, okay, cool. So you have seen some of it. Yeah. yeah but I haven't watched it beyond second episode. So I guess. Because one, of the, one of the writers is actually one of the creators from the game too, right? Um, I think they're, well, the Naughty Dog is part of the production, I think in some way, but uh, the, the showrunners are the people that made Chernobyl mm, for HBO right. as well, mm, okay. which is also a really, really good one. But yes, the, the, the writer is involved in some way. I'm not sure exactly how much, but clearly a lot because 
the, the, it's very accurate so yeah. far. So good story. Yeah. Anything else? What else you got? No, that was it. I mean, two episodes kind of got me in, and then so I'm, I think it ends the twelfth. Mm-hmm. Is the last episode, so I'm going to try to watch them staggered rather than try okay. to binge them. Sure, yeah. I'm two episodes behind myself because we didn't watch it last week, and there's, of course, a new episode uh, tonight. Yep. So, all right, Danny, what about you? I didn't watch anything out of the out of the ordinary. I mean, I, my regular shows that Got I watch. Got your normal. Nothing new. Nothing new going on? Nope. Um, I got um, a couple new things. Do you guys, any of you guys have AMC Plus? No. no. Okay. Uh, AMC Plus is as an app is kind of terrible, but it has pretty good content on it. But the app itself is is really crap. Like the Prime Video, or better? <laughs> oh, pre the old mm. Prime. I don't know. I haven't really used the new Prime Video. I think from a visual yet. perspective, it's definitely better. But it's it it looks and sounds like crap. It's very it's not it's not high quality. Okay. Yeah, I don't really care for it. Um, but anyway, the reason I I mentioned it is because if you have AMC Plus, you also get Shutter. Of course, you can get Shutter standalone, which is a horror movie uh, streaming service, mm. um, and they have a lot of cool stuff. And over the this isn't just this past week, but over the past like month or so, um, I watched a handful of uh, Shutter horror movies that I thought were pretty good, and I just want to call them out. So if you ever perusing, you know, perusing, sh- whatever the word is, a perusing, 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 if you ever perusing, <laughs> Shutter. <laughs> If you're in Peru and you're oozing, <laughs> you, <laughs> you should leave immediately. Yes, you should. The kids. Um, there's some pretty interesting stuff on there. So uh, I did already mention the movie Skinamarink, which mm-hmm. I think we yeah. mentioned last week. Last now week that, yeah. yeah, now that movie's wild. It's also on Shutter, so if you can watch that. Uh, but that's a weird experimental type of flick. Uh, a couple other ones that I didn't mention. One of them is called Deadstream, and this one was pretty funny. It's meant to be kind of satirical, In it makes fun of... YouTubers and uh, the way YouTubers might get like canceled and then they come back with some kind of apology video like that kind yeah. of that type of thing. It makes fun of that. It's some guy that makes YouTube videos. He does like prank videos and stuff like that. And he ended up getting banned from YouTube. I don't think they ever actually say YouTube, but it's some kind of streaming platform. Um, and he he gets reinstated. And his first stream back is he's going to go spend a night in some haunted house, like some abandoned haunted house, which, of course, he turns out to be actually haunted. He gets there and a bunch of crazy stuff happens. Um, but it's good because it actually has good horror elements to it. But it's also funny because it's meant to be like poking fun at that culture. Uh, so it's pretty good. And then there's uh, another one called The Dark and the Wicked. This movie was absolutely insane. It was a very good horror movie, very unsettling. Uh, kind of a, cla- it felt like a classic horror movie. It's just, you know, this basically, a, it's kind of a possession story, um, but I really enjoyed it. So that's a good one. And then you have this weird found footage movie started in, it's from 2016. It's called Hell House LLC. And it's basically about, uh, this is also on YouTube, by the way. You can watch this on YouTube for free if you don't even have Shudder. I looked it up and mm. the whole, all, there's three of these movies and all three of them are on there. And it's a, it's about a traveling, uh, I guess, haunted house uh, attraction. There's these people that put together a haunted house and they go to different places. It's called Hell House LLC. And they find this abandoned hotel in some town and they turn it into uh, an attraction for Halloween and like everything goes horribly wrong and there's stuff going on with the hotel. Um, and there's three of those. So, and they're actually all really good. <laughs> we watched mm-hmm. the first one. We're like, okay, you know, found footage. It's, you know, I kind of like found footage, you know, and they're usually very low budget because it's just someone with a shaky cam <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And we ended up watching all three of them because they're actually were pretty good. And the story continues amongst all three. So check those out. They're pretty good. 
And then, of course, he went to go see Quantumania. You know, my brother still complains about that we made him buy the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that movie holds up, man. If you go back and watch it today, it's not yeah. bad. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, no new TV shows. Um, just continuing to still watch uh, The Last of Us and The Bad Batch. Okay. That's about everything that's going on right now. Well, you're going to have to add a new one this week. What's going on this week? Wednesday. Mandalorian season three. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh, yeah, baby. So, yep, yep, yep. I think, are we getting just one episode drop or are we getting two? I think it's just one. Oh, that's weak. <clears throat> Sometimes we get two or three. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it for me. So, uh, check out some of the spooky stuff on Shudder. It's some pretty good stuff on there. Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. Oh, uh, there's one that I saw last night too. I forgot to mention it because I didn't put it on my list. Uh, it's called Speak No Evil, also on Shudder. Uh, uh, another one that's very creepy just very unsettling a lot of stuff on shutter is like that it's like low budget but it just works really really well so check that out it's called speak no evil just saw that last night forgot to put it on my list that's all i got so you plan on watching cocaine bear because it did beat ant-man on friday <laughs> no i'm not gonna office. go see it in the theater i will watch it when it comes out on streaming for sure uh because it looks interesting we talked about it mm-hmm. you know before uh definitely not a movie i would go to the theater for 23 million for the weekend not bad yeah not bad for probably something that's, I don't know what the budget was on it, but you know, that sounds like it's pretty, pretty decent, uh, pretty decent turnaround there. Does it show you the budget? Uh, it's not. Hmm. We'll see how much it was. But uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, I think, are currently at like 300 and something, 330 million worldwide as yeah, of today. They had, yeah, they had a 70% drop from this. From opening that is weekend. a big drop. They are 363 million uh, worldwide as of today. Um, and there was, yeah, that's a big drop weekend over weekend, but Hey, I think a movie like that, you're either going to go see it or you're not. There's probably a lot of people that are like, I'll go see that in, you know, when it comes out on Disney plus or yeah. whatever. Right. So there we go. Um, anything else coming up this week besides the Mandalorian? We can talk about that next week. Nope. I don't see anything. Cool. <clears throat> well, that's it from us. Thanks for tuning in again. If you're on the audio only check the link below. Uh, we are putting this on YouTube. We did record it for the deal for your viewing pleasure or displeasure. i'm so funny um thanks for tuning in this week we have been the morning donut you have been awesome wow i can't believe you stayed till the end you must be really bored have a great day meatbag 